Welcome to the podcast, Your Time with James Sweetman. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Um, I had hoped that this week I'd be joined by a special guest, but we've had to postpone. So that's something to look forward to in a week or two's time. Uh, But I'm a great believer in things tend to work out. So this week I'm flying solo. um, But as we are, what, two weeks into this latest lockdown, I want to do an episode about boosting our resilience. So I don't know about you, but I'm certainly battle weary, I think the phrase would be, or battling weariness even. Um, I might even say exhaustion with the vigilance of social distancing and COVID restrictions and the news cycles, etc, etc, etc. So this week's episode is all about self-care and I'm going to be sharing several ways with you to help you even take better care of you. But before that, um, I want to start with a big thank you. Last week we went through the 10,000 download milestone the podcast has been downloaded 10,000 times, which is incredible. I'm thrilled to have passed this number because I did have it as a loose target, maybe for the end of the year. But to be able to tick that box by early November, especially having missed two episodes around the time of my dad's death, is just fantastic. And this week's episode also marks the 80th episode, so a double celebration. So as degrees of lockdown appear to be the norm for the foreseeable future, I think it's more important than ever that we invest in our well-being. Personally, I'm calling this 2020 Upgrade, my self-care 2.0. I'm installing a new operating system, as it were. Over the years, I've discovered and developed practices that work for me. I constantly seek to tweak and refine them, though, so I have a menu of options to nourish my mind, body and spirit. This year, though, I'm certainly giving them a reboot. But before I share different strategies, different practices that I've picked up, different ways of taking better care of your well-being, I do have to put my hand up and confess that this is an area, an aspect of my life where I've struggled uh, and I'm still very much a work in progress fighting the habits of old programming, my original operating system, as it were. Like many people, a cocktail of people-pleasing tendencies, a multitude of responsibilities, the habit of busyness, uh, a reluctance to switch off, all of this mixed together meant that my self-care was fairly low on my agenda, if it appeared on it at all. You know, Like many others, I associated me time with selfishness, And I'd then feel guilty if I did take some time out to rest and resource myself. But then back in September 2017, so what's that just over three years ago, uh, cancer gate crashed my life for the first time. And that was certainly a wake up call. You know, this summer I turned 50 um, and that's another reminder of the passing of time. I always think birthdays ending with a zero prompt me to reassess what's truly important. You know, I've lived five decades in my body now and I want it to continue to be my ally for a few more. Uh, Witnessing my dad's brave journey with cancer this summer and his passing at the end of September was also a tangible reminder that my health is truly my wealth. Now, some people begin to focus on their wellness as a way to manage stress. Uh, For others, it's an investment in their present and future physical and mental well-being. But whatever your route into the wellness space you know, and wherever you're at as you listen to this, 
uh, your journey starts by making your health and well-being a priority. So I have eight tips, practices, strategies, rituals, whatever way you want to describe them, that for me are the key components of uh, self-care. So let's get stuck in. Uh, In past episodes, I've spoken about my morning routine that set me up for the day. But until recently, I didn't consider quality sleep as part of my self-care routine. But now it's top of my list. So that's why it's the first thing I'm speaking about when it comes to self-care. Good old sleep. Um, We know that stress can wreak havoc on our sleep and poor quality sleep hinders us in so many ways. Many of us have struggled with sleep this year, you know, worries and inability to switch off. I know for me, a combination of all the COVID stuff, my dad's illness meant that I've tossed and turned for many hours you know, into that mix. Our dog, Cara, who's now, what, 15 and a half, bless her, she's a touch of doggy dementia. She suffers from separation anxiety, so she can act up during the night when she can't see us. So, you know, I've I've developed plenty of do's and many don'ts when it comes to giving myself the best chance of a restorative night's sleep. Now, my bedroom has always been a TV free zone. Um, and I also try to keep my phone and iPad out of it, too. Simply put, I value my sleep more than consuming the latest news, social media updates or email. Now, since I was a child, I've always read in bed. And this remains part of my wind down routine. Uh, I also try to avoid eating after half seven at night or drinking any liquids after eight o'clock because I don't want to be up going to the loo during the night. Um, I won't drink any caffeine after four o'clock. That's just a, a general guide I have for myself. You know, and then when I might feel I need something extra to help me drift off, you know, maybe a bath, some gentle yoga you know, listening to soft music, maybe even a guided meditation, that always helps. You know, when it comes to nighttime routines, so often we have unconscious habits that don't serve us. You know, and as with most aspects of self-care, it's about purposely adjusting some of those habits, trying something new and then noticing the difference. My second tip for self-care is what I label green in. So what do I mean by that? Well, if sleep brings me rest and rejuvenation, nutrition adds a sense of vitality. Um, I know that just because something tastes tastes good, you know, it doesn't mean it's good for me. Now, I'm no nutritionist, you know, but if you follow my Instagram, you'll know that I do like my food. Uh, Baking is my weakness. Um, But I'm also aware of what nourishes me and what depletes me energy wise. You know, knowing that stress, coffee, processed foods, you know, all that creates acid in the body. I try to alkalize my diet as much as possible. And that's what I call the green in. A few months ago, I spoke with Nicola Flood on my podcast. Nicola, who's known known as the Queen of Health, and and that's her her website, thequeenofhealth.ie. But Nicola shared many nutritional tips and insights. And she also had some great smoothie recipes. Um, I made her... I make her green mojito at least three to four times a week. There's no rum in it, only good green stuff. But I love them and they love me. You know, that sense of vitality kicks in almost immediately. It's as if my body is screaming, thank you, James. Uh, Throughout the year, but particularly during the winter months, I also take some supplements. I think I might be one of those rare people who actually like wheatgrass. So a few days a week, I'll take a wheatgrass shot uh, to strengthen the immune system. 
and it gives me that sense of buzz as well. Um, vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, echinacea, they're always in my cabinet as well. They're my go-to supplements. So all of that is what I label green in, which just keeps me focused on nutrition and what nourishes me. So we're going from green in to what I label green around for tip number three. You know, if consuming greens feeds my body, surrounding myself with green fuels my soul. Again, my Instagram and Twitter followers will know that one of my most used hashtags is nature is my church. Now, living in Dublin and with COVID travel restrictions, my ability to spend time in nature in 2020 has been curtailed. You know, I missed our week in Kerry in June, you know, the wild scenery and it used to be our habit to go for a walk on the beach most Sunday mornings, but that's been a little bit few and far between um, in, in recent times. But I don't know, being in nature, I just breathe more deeply, you know, that sense of green that's surrounding, enveloping me. You know, the fresh air soothes me, the wide landscapes stir my soul, reminding me that we're all part of a bigger picture, a higher consciousness. Now, thankfully, we have a garden and a park close by. Uh, and when I can't be out in nature, I'll try to bring nature into me. Even that's something as simple as having a, you know, a few flowers in the kitchen. So that third point around being in nature, surrounding ourselves by green, you know, that is a cornerstone of my self-care routine as well. But sometimes we have to work on it just a little bit more purposefully. So if tips two and three were green in and green around, I'm, I'm getting clever with some of the language here because tip number four is look up and it's going to be followed by look around. But what do I mean by look up? Well, you know, with the installation of my new operating system, Self-Care 2.0, I made the personal commitment a few weeks ago to reduce my screen time by 50%. So I deleted all the games on my phone that had become an easy distraction for idle hands. And I now disable the email function on my phone when I close my laptop at the end of the working day. Now, there was some cold turkey, I have to admit, but I now feel the benefits. My mind is clearer. My eyes are not as tired. Now, I've spoken many times about controlling our exposure to news and social media. And it is a practice that is central to my well-being, my self-care, even my sanity, I might say. Let's remember that news is a commodity. And like all commodities, we have to figure out where the line is between staying informed and being overwhelmed. Social media platforms, of course, are fantastic for staying connected, especially in these times of social distancing. But as I say, you know, just because I, I won't I won't fuel my body with other people's, you know, garbage, rubbish. I apply, I apply the same logic when it comes to feeding my mind and spirit. Tip number five I've labelled look around, and by this I mean connection with community. Now, as an introvert, I fuel myself in my own company. I can find large crowds draining, and I've a small capacity for general conversation. That might surprise, you know, some of you who maybe don't know me, but I have I only have a I suppose a relatively small tolerance for general chit-chat. Uh, I like my conversations to be deeper and more meaningful. Um, but as a result in the past, you know, the sense of belonging that comes with being part of community has not been a priority for me. But seeing even with COVID restrictions, you know, how community supported my dad and me and our family in recent weeks and months reminded me of the importance of community and feeling part of something bigger. And I know, of course, from a spiritual 
perspective, you know, that we're all one anyway. So this is something that I'm much more open to and maybe leaning into a bit more purposely as part of my self-care. So it's not just about me, but it's about being open to receiving and the connection with others. So in the last few weeks and months, you know, I've reached out for help. Um, I've been brave enough to take people up on their offers of help. Um, For the first time this summer, I had some counselling sessions that was really to assist me in dealing with issues around my dad's death and my own health, my own cancer journey. For the first time in a long time too, I also uh, had some coaching sessions, you know, for me as the as the client, you know, and it was wonderful being the client again. And that has really helped me get my mojo back. Um, I've learned that no matter how broad my shoulders, sometimes we need a helping hand to carry the load. Um, and different people will be called to different things here. You know, every so often I will have a Reiki session, um, which I've continued uh, to have in recent weeks. And that, you know, just helps me relax and refreshes me, restores me. So sometimes there's external practices and professionals and people with skills or insight or wisdom that will help you on your own self-care journey. But we have to be curious enough to look around and then sometimes brave enough to to ask for assistance. Tip number six, I've simply titled Move. (laughs) Now, like many people, I've been less active and more static this year. And, you know, a few months later, my waistline is the evidence of that. You know, for the first time that I can remember, I have some shirts and jackets that are now just a little too snug and the belt has had to move out a notch. I've heard people call it the COVID stone. But anyway, I haven't been to the gym since February. It's been closed for a lot, but it has been open, but I still haven't gone to it. Um, my yoga class has stopped back in February as well. Um, I do try to get out for a walk, but as I mentioned, Cara, our dog, is now getting on and she's just not able to go the same distances or at the same pace. Now, I do try to get out myself as well, but I, I find that a bit trickier. Um, sometimes I'd also label myself a fair weather exerciser. And coming into the winter, you know, that urge to hibernate, I think it's even trickier. You know, I'm aware enough, too, of course, that in recent times I've been eating my emotions. You know, I've been baking to share goodies with family in an effort to comfort them as we deal with grief around my dad. And I suppose on the plus side, though, I have kept up my morning yoga practice at least five days a week. That's a key part of my morning routine. Um, But of course, what's interesting is, you know, I try not to be too harsh, uh, too self-critical when it comes to exercise and fitness uh, this year. Um, And when I give that a little bit more consideration, you know, that uh, self-flagellation and beating ourselves up, well, that was very much part of my original operating system, but I don't want it to be part of self-care 2.0, as it were. And that leads neatly into the next point, which is around just giving ourselves a break, tip number seven. And I mean this in two ways. Sometimes it's just a break to do nothing. You know, there's that great phrase in Italian that's referenced in the in the book and the film, Eat, Pray, Love, dolce far niente, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, uh, meaning sweet doing nothing. Um, and sometimes we don't have to have that on our to-do list. Can we just take some time out where there's no demands on ourselves or on our time or on our energy? Uh, The other way that we give ourselves a break is not to labour it or beat ourselves up when we make a mistake or something doesn't work out. 
But I found interesting in, with that in mind, I had a real test of it the other week where just before lockdown, I was traveling out to see my mom and the fuel in the car was getting low. And I said, right, I'll pull into the garage here now and fill up, you know, just in case, you know, I have to go somewhere and I don't have enough fuel. So I pulled in and it was a windy day. And after I was fueling up, the mask I had um, uh, in my pocket just blew out of my hand and it, it, it was it was gone. And uh, I thought I had another mask in the glove compartment of the car, but no, it wasn't there. I'd obviously used it. So I I put the fuel into the car. I had to go inside to the garage to pay and I'd no mask. And I think, oh my God, like if ever there was a 2020 issue or a problem and, uh, you know, I don't want to be a social pariah. Um, and then I was trying to figure out, okay, well, I've uh, I have a hoodie on me. I could take that off, wrap it around my 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 face um or um you know a handkerchief in my pocket i could maybe fix it under my glasses and cover my face with it all of this was stressing me out and then there was a woman in the passenger seat of the car across the forecourt and she beeped her horn and i thought oh no she's going to scold me because I, I I'm being socially irresponsible without a mask, and um, uh, but she actually rolled down the window and she had one of the, you know the blue white masks, um, uh, which she was offering to me. She said, "Oh, I saw your mask blow away. I have another one here," and and I I was so grateful, um, and it was a lovely gesture of kindness and generosity, um, and uh, maybe that sense of community that I spoke about earlier as well, where we're all in this together. So I put the mask on, I went in, I paid, she was putting away in the car, I gave her a nice wave. So what started as something stressful turned out to be a nice interaction, a nice sense of community. But as I was driving off then afterwards, it struck me that um, you know, I was beating myself up for the fact that, you know, I, I didn't have a mask with me, but it, it sort of worked itself out. Needless to say, there's three or four masks in the car now, but I didn't, I, I suppose the point I'm making there is I just didn't want to beat myself up over that um, because things happen and maybe that little bit more self-compassion towards me allows me to be more compassionate towards others. My final tip this week before I do a little recap is about saying no, which is a key part of any self-care routine, I think. You know, I referenced Eat, Pray, Love earlier, but I did laugh when I read a little while back that Elizabeth Gilbert, the author of that book, who also turned 50 recently, said that age 40 she learned how to say no, and at age 50 she now gets pleasure from saying no. So I'm thinking, bring that on. Of course, saying yes to our self-care often means we have to say no to other people and their requests on our time and energy. You know, if I'm stressed, running on empty, I know that saying yes to a request when I really want to say no means that I'm just slipping closer to burnout, sinking deeper into martyrdom um, and further stoking my sense of frustration and general irritability. You know, like all self-care routines, saying no takes practice. Um, and it's not about being difficult or selfish. It's simply about valuing yourself and your own well-being. So I'll close with a few observations. But first, a quick recap on those eight little tips, those eight ways of taking even better care of you. The first one, of course, was sleep and maybe having a certain routine that it gives you at least a fighting chance of having a good night's sleep. Then there was the ones about green, you know, green in, being aware of what you're consuming, what nourishes you, what depletes your energy, what alkalizes you. Uh, green around, my play in the word for being in, in nature, 
um, and allowing nature to, to fuel the soul, as I phrase it. Uh, then there was looking up, looking up from the screen so that we can pay attention to what's around us, but maybe just at minimum give our eyes a, a break, give our, give our brains a break uh, from the consumption of information. Um, and then to look around as well, to be aware of what's available to you in your community, what support structures are there, what supportive people are there, maybe what professional help can you seek if you feel you need some, just like I did over the summer. Then there's the one around moving just moving our bodies a little bit. Um, again, it's something that I'm going to promise or commit to myself to just give a little bit more attention to because I, I can feel a little bit leaden at the minute. But equally, I know that, you know, I've worked on my fitness in the past. I can do it again. Um, but at the same time, next point was let's give ourselves a break here. Let's not beat ourselves up too much. 2020 has been an exceptionally stressful year for everyone. Um, as regards COVID, it's going to stretch into 2021. So let's give ourselves a little bit of a break when it comes to uh, normal, as it were. Uh, and then the last one was uh, saying no, knowing that by saying no to certain requests on our time and energy that we're saying yes to our own health and well-being. For me, world-class self-care really starts with an intention, you know, a promise you make to yourself to value and prioritise all aspects of your well-being, your mind, body and spirit. So to close, two reflection questions for you. Uh, what can you do right now to feel more soothed or more empowered? Uh, and what can you do this week to treat yourself? Because that is part of self-care too. You know, at the start of this second lockdown, I made a commitment on my part to offer some words of encouragement or insight every day on social media. So if you're looking for a few more tips on maybe daily self-care, you know, be sure that you follow me on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. I'm sharing daily quotes, questions, insights, little nuggets of wisdom to remind us of what's important and to help us to focus on what's within our control. Because um, I do think in this area, self-care is really a practice, you know, we're all works in progress. Um, coming up on the podcast episode, I'm doing some plans for future episodes at the minute. Um, one of the most popular episodes I did around this time last year was around book reviews, books that I've read or maybe gift ideas for, um, uh, for books at Christmas time. But certainly some of the, the books I've read. So I've... Um, um, a book review episode coming up, which I'm really looking forward to as a book lover. And there's a few businessy type topics as well, particularly some around leadership and management. Uh, I've had some inquiries already around um, my annual event that usually takes place in the Westbury Hotel, so or in January. Of course, it the physical um, SOAR has been pushed out a year to January 2022, which seems a, a long time away. Um, but there will be an online version of it in January. So as we, as I'm recording this, it's on my to-do list to, to maybe finalise how that's going to work. Um, but it's certainly something that I'm looking forward to creating. It'll be something new. So there will be more on that in future episodes. So thank you for tuning in. I hope you found my musings this week on self-care uh, helpful, useful, maybe encourage you to, to take up something new. Um, and as I say, more information about me, about future events is available on my website, jamesweetman.com. And then there's those daily tips that are going up across the social media platforms 
at the at the moment as well. So thank you and until next week.